Hi, and welcome to the Drawing Inspiration Podcast. I am your host, Mike Henley. Episode 36, Keeping Your Head Above Water. So welcome back. I'm glad you've uh, joined me again this week for another episode. So I talked to my last episode about having a few guests on with regard to Inktober, and uh, as things would have it, <laughs> that's not what happened. There's just been some challenges around uh, the guests, and I'll have to talk about that in future episodes, but all that to say that I will be still focusing on Inktober and on a drawing challenge. I'll talk about that a bit later in the show, but I just want to let you know that uh, I have some exciting guests coming into the month of October and in November and December as well, and uh, this kind of stuff happens. But I thought I'd cover a few things in this week's episode that I thought were of interest, including a bit of controversy as well. So stay tuned, and uh, I will get to that. So in the last episode, I talked about the Patreon I launched for the show, and I wanted to thank all of you who supported it and everyone who's sent uh, messages and email of support. I really uh, thank you for all of that. It is an opportunity for me to try and keep the show moving forward, uh, looking at new opportunities, and covering some of the um, the operating costs, just keeping the lights on, as people say. So uh, I thank you for that. So if you haven't checked it out, I will include a link in the show notes. You can also go to drawinginspiration.fm and click on the support the podcast menu item, and that'll bring you straight to the Patreon page. You can take a look at some of the benefits of uh, being an official patron or being a VIP. And I'm going to be adjusting those as we move forward through the months, making sure that everyone gets uh, some added value out of being a, a supporter of the show. Once again, I think that this is uh, this has been great, and it, it does show me that, uh, <laughs> that people love the show, they enjoy listening to it, and they keep coming back, and uh, I love that. So this week I have a special shout out to uh, Jamie Conklin. Uh, thank you for being an official patron. You can find a link to the art of Jamie Conklin in the show notes. So for anyone who's an official patron or VIP, you'll get a mention on the show and a link to your Instagram or Twitter. I think most people prefer Instagram as artists, but uh, I will include uh, a link to, uh, to Jamie's uh, Instagram in the show notes. So just a bit of uh, podcast news around this. So if you have an Amazon device in your house, I won't say the name, but if you have one in your house, you should be able to now ask it to play the Drawing Inspiration podcast. And its I don't think it's available in all countries. Um, I know it is available in the US, and, but it's not available in Canada where I am as of yet. So I just want to let you know if you uh, have one of those Amazon devices, you can ask to listen to the podcast. And I'm also, uh, I've also put up the podcast on Ghana, which is a, um, I guess, a, a popular online destination for, for music and podcasts in India. And I know that there are people from India who listen to the podcast. And I just wanted to let you know that you can now find the Drawing Inspiration podcast there as well. So I think that's all very exciting, uh, bringing uh, the whole world together on this. It's cool. So just a note about podcast apps. I use uh, an app called Overcast on my iPhone, and I, I love it. It works perfectly for what I like, um, and the voice boost and all these additional kind of neat features on it just makes listening to podcasts fantastic. What I wanted to mention is that Overcast has now pushed out an update that supports um, or that highlights the privacy of podcasts. 
So for any podcast that you subscribe to, there is a little pr- privacy link that's uh, part of that uh, card for that podcast. If you click on that, it will tell you what information is being tracked just based on where that uh, podcast is being held. And I think that's such a great feature. I mean, there's a lot of concern around podcasts and how much information they're gathering from you, um, the hosts and the networks and that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I don't make an effort to, to pursue any of that with the Drawing Inspiration podcast. Some do just by nature of where they host their podcasts. So I just thought it was a great feature. If you are concerned about your privacy and you have an iPhone, I would recommend at least installing Overcast, subscribe to the shows that you listen to and check out their privacy uh, link through the, through, the, um, through the Overcast app. And while you're there, give Overcast a try. It's free. There's additional features you can pay for. But, uh, you know, for the purpose of trying their privacy thing, I think it's pretty cool. So I would recommend if you are concerned about your privacy in listening to things like podcasts, uh, please check out Overcast. I'll provide a link in the show notes for that. So I haven't done a lot of, I haven't posted a lot of work in the last uh, few weeks. I've been doing uh, so much planning for Inktober, and so I haven't posted a lot. I did do a quick drawing of uh, my daughter. This was based on a reference photo from this summer uh, when it was much warmer and we were swimming. All is uh, quickly on us now. So did this in Procreate. I used the new uh, Max Pack from Max Ulichny, uh, the retro Max Pack to do it. And I love this this brush pack that Max released. I'll provide another link. I mentioned it in the previous podcast, but it's uh, it's really incredible. Like I had a chance to play with so many of the brushes and uh, man, it just, it feels, it's, <laughs> you will apply some of these and you'll think, what just happened here? This is like real, man. It's, it's pretty cool. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked that uh, Max spent what is probably a huge amount of time in uh, developing these brushes because I know it's involved in doing that. Appreciate his work. And I think if you were going to go out and buy a brush pack or gift one to someone, you've got to go with the retro Max pack. There's so much in there. Um, I'll provide a link in the show notes, but uh, he's doing some fantastic work. So I've been using uh, Procreate to kind of plan some initial sketches. I'm planning to do some sort of Inktober as uh, we come up onto that month. And so I've been thinking about how I'm going to approach that. I uh, got some supplies this week, so I am planning on doing it um, physically. So I'm actually going to use paper and ink. So I've done Inktober for the last two years, and I did it on my iPad. It was just easier for me to do that. I tried to respect the fact that that it's I'm trying to use ink, so I'm I wasn't trying to cheat by erasing and all that. But it was more so that I was trying to do something complete every day, which I think is I mean that's the point of Inktober or any of these. Uh, prompt-based activities. And so I was trying to do something unique each day. I'm going to do that again this year, and I'm going to try doing it physically. So I actually bought some Arches uh, paper. I think it's about 300 GSM. There was a 600 GSM I was looking at, but I think it went with the 300. It had a little bit less texture because I'm going to be doing ink. I wanted something that had a little bit less texture on it. And I got a fairly large piece. I think it's something like, uh, I don't know, two by three feet. It's quite a large piece. Uh, I also got some smaller Bristol paper as well. So I'm not sure what size I'm going to do. I also bought a um, another container of my Platinum Carbon Ink, which I just love. 
And I haven't really decided what I'm going to do with this. I was thinking of using, as a matter of tools, I was thinking of using actually my uh, some of my Fude uh, fountain pens to do this and maybe highlighting it with some other uh, brush pens as well. So I'm going to confirm that as I kind of get closer to this as to what I'm going to do. I'm not, I'm not really sure yet. I mean, who knows? I may end up going digital. But my intent is to try and do 31 images over the month of October on a single piece of paper. And so I've been playing with some sketches, some ideas, and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with regard to prompts. So I'm going to come back to Inktober as a couple of the things I want to talk about, and then um, I can talk about my Inktober plans a bit more detailed then. So I did the uh, the Lightbox uh, conference, which was an online conference. It was incredible. Like these, the, the sessions for artists, there is a YouTube channel, which I'll link to for Lightbox online. But to hear these artists speaking and sharing their work on, on Instagram and YouTube and Twitch and it was Lightbox Online was incredible. The organizers did an incredible job in pulling this together. They had a, a gallery, a, a showcase, a kind of a virtual uh, show floor where you could travel through this virtualized kind of 3D environment and look at the very bo- various booths for the artists, which I thought was kind of cool. But just to be able to watch these videos and see people interact and uh, sharing their you know wonderful bits of of information and you know people like James Gurney released some videos around this as well and uh, you know it was just it was fantastic so um, I don't know I mean if you know of any other kind of similar events coming up in the next few months please let me know I really don't know anything like this and uh, this only happens once a year and this was the first time I was virtualized so I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty cool it was uh, great to see some of this and to be able to do it in different platforms. It wasn't, you weren't locked into a specific platform. And many of the artists have kept these videos up so uh, so that you can still watch them at this point. So I think that's, it's, as I say, it was a great event. And um, if you were able to attend, I think you would probably agree with me on that one. And I do hope they do it again next year. So I wanted to highlight, I had um, Anna Bucciarelli on talking about watercolor in episode 10 of the podcast. So she's released a bunch of videos over the last, I'm going to say, two months on uh, painting things like geraniums and koi fish and marigolds and morning glories. And I just, I love watching her videos. I love her technique. I wish I could do it. <laughs> I'm trying, but it's it's really challenging. I just want to highlight this. I love, uh, you know, when I, when I have guests on and, and follow them through their career and being able to see them putting out material and putting out content in addition to the work that they, the artwork they produce is, is fantastic. And I just wanted to highlight, so if you missed that episode, it was episode 10. I'll provide a link to it in the show notes. And I'll also link to Anna's uh, YouTube channel. And you can watch some of these videos there. Once again, they're uh, really well done, really polished. Uh, the audio is great. And listening to Anna talk about uh, her technique and that is, is incredible. She's also on Skillshare, but these are just up on YouTube. It's a good way to... Uh, to get a sample of the kind of work that she does. So I've been talking about Inktober, I think maybe the last two episodes. Some people have reached out and asked me to talk about some of the controversy around Inktober. And if you haven't heard about these, I'll bring you up to date really quickly and then give you my thoughts on it. You know, I don't like focusing on this, but I feel like I need to talk about it because I, you know, it's really not my business what happens with the controversies around Inktober. And I'll say this a few times through this, but 
you know, Inktober for me is an activity. It's a mindset I have for October where I try and up my game by drawing something unique every day for 31 days. And I've used the Inktober list, a prompt list. So this is an individual word each day that helps to kind of formulate an idea, something you're going to draw. I've used it for two years. Uh, One year I did actually use uh, a separate list for a period of time. The list you use isn't relevant. I think what people need to understand is that Inktober is an event like many other prompt events that forces you to kind of draw every day. Inktober does focus on ink, but if you decide to do it on the iPad, I did it. Didn't feel bad about it. I know a lot of other people did as well. So I I think the controversies I'll talk about, we need to be mindful that the internet loves that stuff. And for me, it's really not my business what happens between artists and what happens with all of this. It doesn't affect who I am as an artist, but I will go through and kind of explain as best I can as to what's happened. So Inktober's been around for since 2009. Jake Parker created it as a challenge for himself to kind of, you know, devote a full month to inking or drawing something every day to try and push himself forward. And so he's been doing it since then. Last year, he trademarked Inktober, which freaked a lot of people out, a lot of artists. And I think there was part of that was around the misunderstanding of what he's done. So if you look for Inktober, you'll see this stylized logo for Inktober. That is what he trademarked. So using his logo on your work to help sell it is inappropriate. And I 100% agree with that. He created Inktober. He created the logo. You should not have the right to use that. Um, same as if you were to use Coca-Cola or Nissan or something else in your artwork. You cannot use that that logo, that trademark material without permission. And so I understand why he did that. It doesn't mean that you can't sell your artwork and say you did it for the Inktober event. I don't see any problem with that. I, you know, I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> but he didn't trademark the, the, the word Inktober. He trademarked it in its stylized use. So you can't use that logo. People still do. I've seen YouTube videos where it's used. I, I think they're pushing the bounds on that. But if you do a series of images for Inktober, you can turn around and sell them. It's absolutely fine to do that. As far as I can understand it, you know, he just trademarked that logo. So I think there was a little bit of a misunderstanding about that. And so I think people had a bit of a, I think a bit of a concern last year when he did that, like it came out of nowhere. And I understand. But, you know, keep in mind, once again, he did create this. In 2009, it's his event. He has every right to do this. He's an artist. He's in business. This is what he does full-time. So I think we have to accept that. Now this year, something different happened. So there is an artist by the name of Alfonso Dunn, and he did an incredible book called Pen and Ink Drawing. And I've had the book for quite some time. It's an incredible book. Uh, If you want to draw with ink, his book is like... Number one, I, I would say it is it is a must-have when it comes to doing that. It, there's so much information. He spent so much time on this. It's so well done. And so what happened was Alfonso released a YouTube video where he talks about a book coming out from Jake Parker. So Jake Parker leaked, or didn't leak, he posted some screenshots of a book called Inktober, which is coming out, supposed to come out in October, uh, around drawing, inking, that kind of thing. 
And so what Alfonso did is he took those images and realized they were familiar. So he went through a YouTube video and explained how he thought that Jake plagiarized his material. And so he went through, it was quite a long video, I'll provide a link to it in the show notes, but he went through and kind of reviewed the images that were posted. Note, the book isn't out yet, it's been delayed uh, at this point, but he went through and explained how he thought that Jake plagiarized his book. So I am not going to comment, I, I don't think I'm in a position to, I think plagiarism is, is nasty, especially for an artist. I'm not going to comment on whether I think it's plagiarism or not, because I don't think I'm informed enough, not just in, I'm obviously not informed on the law side of things, but I don't know enough about art history to understand how the, you know, the plagiarism and how it impacts this and whether there's been other books that have addressed this. And so I just, I don't know enough. And so I don't want to place judgment on either Alfonso or Jake. And once again, this is where those, one of the situations where I kind of want to step back a little bit from this. You know, Jake posted a message stating he's aware of this uh, video and he's going to be reaching out to Alfonso. And I think they're going to, you know, obviously there's there's con- there's a conversation happening that no one's aware of at this point. And, you know, this caused a lot of people to pick a side. Am I on Jake's side or I'm gonna, am I going to cancel my event and not doing Tober this year? So it's not good. And, you know, you could argue that what... Uh, Jake did isn't good. You could argue that what Alfonso did isn't good. I think it doesn't really matter. I think talking about this, I just wanted to inform you that, you know, this is my stand on it. This is this is their uh, situation to sort out. And for me, this event is about drawing for a month, and that's what I'm going to focus on. And I would love to have this resolved. I would love to have these artists come on and talk about what um, what happened and how to move forward with all of this. They're both incredible artists. I just would hate to see either of them hurt or damaged from this because uh, we need more art in the world and we need people like this. But uh, we need to be careful that we're not uh, running over edges with things like plagiarism and uh, everything else associated with that activity. So I don't I don't know where this is going to be in a month or three months or six months from now. But, you know, Inktober's had such a positive effect on on what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing an event like that. And it may not be the Inktober prompts. So I mentioned that before that I may uh, still, I'm, I'm still going to draw every day, but there's some other wonderful prompts out there. So I think there's like a Mosstober, there's one around animals. Like you can go on and on and on. There's so many prompt lists out there. You need to find the list that you think works for you. And that's what I'm doing. I'm maintaining this event, this idea. Uh, once again, I'm not sure I'm going to do Inktober just because the prompts, I'm not sure will work with what I'm planning, but I may use some of them. I'm not sure yet. For me, once again, it's just trying to challenge myself every day in drawing. And I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but I'm going to keep you up to date. I'll post my work. And uh, let you know as as I plan through this, I'm going to be posting some stuff on Patreon uh, around my Inktober and what I'm planning to do. But I, I just this really bothers me because I was you know I was really looking forward to this event, and this has all come together to to make it feel like uh, I just I wish this didn't happen. And as I say, I don't know who's right and who's wrong. It's just unfortunate, and I just want us to stay focused. Inktober. Or the idea of drawing 
for a full month, something different every day. We need to stay focused on that and be positive and just back away from the controversy and let the artists sort it out. I I don't want to make judgment on anyone. I'm not equipped to do that. But I just I, I think we just need to focus on the drawing every day. And I don't want us to be hurt or damaged or have too much negativity around that. So I wanted to talk about it and because I, I think it would be negligent for me not to mention it and just to say, just draw. If you're gonna do the, the daily prompts for the month of uh, October. Inktober's a great uh, list of prompts this year, but there are other lists out there which are fantastic as well. And however you do it, just do it and share your work and focus on improving yourself. And we'll see where this ends up um, on the other side of it. But I don't want you to walk away from what you planned just because of this controversy that's happening. So remember, focus on yourself, focus on your art. Focus on being better and challenging yourself. You know, I'm looking at prompts from other lists, and I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know when I look at some of the prompts, and even from Inktober, I'm looking at the prompts, and I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm going to draw for this one. And that's the whole point. I want to get to that point. I want to understand that when I get to this day of the week, it's going to be a really tough day. And I want to be challenged, and I want you to take that on and get better at drawing. And drawing something different every day for 31 days is, is one sure fire way to do it. And if you can't do 31 days, that's cool. Maybe do 10. Um, maybe draw something every Sunday for that month. You know, It could be that you draw something, maybe draw something new for the rest of the year once a week. So however you do that, challenge yourself. Try and get past it. I know that I feel like I haven't really pushed myself hard enough the latter part of this year. And I'm trying to ramp it up as we get near Christmas. So... We'll see what that comes out like. You can be sure that whatever I produce for the month of October, I'm going to probably make it available for some of my patron members because uh, I think it would be fun to, to kind of share that stuff. So that is available for VIP patrons is I will be providing a a print for uh, if you stay online for as a patron for three months. And so I'm probably going to bring in some of the uh, some of the work I do in October for that. So either way, Stay focused, challenge yourself, let's get better at this. So by the time you're listening to this, uh, Procreate 5X will be out, and I'm pretty excited about it. There are some uh, fantastic kind of, there's a whole bunch of stuff in it, but I think the things I wanted to highlight is uh, things like blur, some of these effects that you can do, you can now attribute to the pencil, so you can basically paint on the blur, and the blur you can use a certain brush to do. So I really like that idea, the idea that I can add blur to an image and be very specific about where the edges are to give that, that greater sense of depth. Uh, face painting is kind of fun, so you can have this effect where you can actually paint your face using the front-facing camera on your iPad, and it will track your face. So it's kind of you know like an Instagram filter, but real-time you can actually apply this paint. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, the big thing is that reference photos are now supported within the app. So if you want to have a floating reference photo on top of your canvas, no problem. I mean, you could argue that VizRef, which is the app I use right now, has been officially Sherlocked, um, and you can look that up online as to what that means. But um, you know, if you've got reference photos built into Procreate, do you really need to be using VizRef anymore? I think VizRef is fantastic, but the fact that I can now embed a, a reference photo and have it float on the screen means it gives me quite a bit more real estate. So I'm pretty excited about that. 
I think the reference photos are great for detail, but the other thing that you can use it for is if you're working on detail in on that image, you can have a zoomed out version of the overall image, which is a great way to kind of maintain that you know, detail as well as that 30,000 foot view of what you're working on. So I think that's pretty cool. The other thing it will do is it will build palettes from photos or from uh, your camera or whatever the case, uh, which is a great way if you want to do something quickly and you want to have a palette pulled together, it will do that for you. It's got some really interesting effects like glitch and a few others as well. Uh, it's not as I think as huge as last year's, but there's some really compelling stuff in this. So I would recommend when it comes out, which is on the 21st, that you upgrade. But I would uh, recommend what Procreate's recommending, and that is make sure you back up your work. The easiest way to do that on an iPad is to go into split screen and have files on one side and simply take those images in your gallery and drag them into files, whether it's into Dropbox or iCloud. That's the easiest way to copy those .procreate files over. I think they're .procreate, um, but the native file, that's the easiest way to do the backups. And uh, if you've got some complicated brush sets or something you've made, make sure to back those up as well. But uh, there's a lot more information on the Procreate site around that. So the last thing I want to talk about is 2020. And, you know, we can all agree that I think 2020 has been a challenging year, uh, starting with the wildfires in Australia and Black Lives Matter with this global push and this renewed hope for equality and respect for everyone. Uh, the pandemic and a loss of so many people, you know, it's so many family members, relatives, friends, celebrities. You know, I was uh, I was hit pretty hard when John Prine passed. I I found his music way too late in life. It holds a very special memory for me listening to John Prine of, you know, my time 25 years ago, and it brings a it always brings up some very special memories for me in uh, in that time. And once again, I, I you know it was I was really saddened to hear him pass, and, you know, and then to hear Chadwick Boseman. Uh, who was uh, maybe best known as as Black Panther in the Marvel series? You know, to hear of him passing and and to hear that he did a number of these movies and all this work while going through colon cancer was it just really hit home for me. I lost my mom when I was seventeen, uh, and she was forty seven. I lost her to colon cancer. So anytime I hear about this, it hits me pretty hard. I mean, I'm it was horrible. I still struggle with the loss. And, you know, as a result of that, I get checked every five years because I've, you know, there's a greater chance of me getting that. So if you're in a situation where a doctor makes a recommendation based on history, please follow it. Please get yourself checked. And uh, yeah, so that was, that hit me pretty, pretty tough. And then, you know, recently we lost uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, who has had such an impact for so many people. And I really wish... I'm going to read more up on her because I, I really probably should have known more about this individual and, and the work that she had done. As a father of two daughters, you know, I'm constantly reminded of the importance in looking for the good in the mind and the heart and, you know, understanding we're all equal. And, you know, Stevie Nicks posted a really a beautiful piece on Instagram with her thoughts around Ruth. And I knew of her, I knew the work that she had done, the impact that she had had. But it's to see that she's impacted so many people. Uh, it was incredible to see Stevie Nicks post something about this. It was like, wow, this is this is big. She's really had an impact on so many people, and it was just it was beautiful to see that. I think, you know, it's it's sad when we lose people, heroes, you know, all these these people that we look up to, 
And, you know, as, as humans, and I've said this in previous episodes, you know, as humans, we look for patterns and we see that this has been an awful year. And as my daughter would say, you know, 2020 was a dumpster fire or is a dumpster fire. You know, I, I think that's one way to look at it, but I think you're lumping, you know, we, we tend to lump everything together. We lose people every year. And I think that we have to be mindful of the positive impact that these people have had on, on who we are and what we do. And I think we need to be celebrating this experience that these people have had on us by, you know, letting them sing in our ears and letting them light up our screens or bringing equality to some of the brightest minds seeking and finding their dreams. I don't think we need to be caught up on the negative. And I say this because as creatives, we're so influenced, I think, by this stuff. And so it's easy to get caught up in 2020's awful. We're losing all these people. What's happening to the world? And we're seeing this environmentally, and uh, there's so much politics around this as well. It just, it feels heavy. It feels like there's a lot. And I think that you know, we need to consider and we need to look around the people that we have around us right now. You know, some have, may have already found their way and they need to be celebrated in what they're doing. Others may be struggling and they may need you right now. It may be your words, it may be your voice, it may be your art. But be mindful and be open to what's going on around you. You know, I count myself really lucky to be alive right now having access to technology, being privileged to be able to pursue my art, being privileged to be able to speak into your ears about my journey, about conversations with other artists, and being able to explore all this. You know, it's, there's so much we can do. There's so much we can create. There's so much we can change. We just need to look for it. We need to find that opportunity and not sit back. We always need to try and push ourselves forward. And you know, as per the title of the podcast, you know, it's not about sinking or swimming always, right? People always talk about that, it's sink or swim. I think sometimes it's wonderful just to float and look up at the stars and dream. So I'm going to end this podcast with just a note, you know, slow down and create something this week. Spend five minutes drawing and see where it takes you. If you spend more time, that's good, but start with five minutes. You don't have to share it, but when you're done, you may realize that what you've done, what you've created, what you've drawn, what you've painted may have an impact on someone around you. And it may be fun just to send them this image to say, I was thinking of you and I thought you'd want to see this. So I would encourage you to take this opportunity to create something this week and open your eyes and open your ears and be receptive to the people around you. We've lost a lot this year. We've lost a lot in 2019 as well, in 2018, and we will lose a lot in 2021. But we've had this opportunity to be around these people, and we need to make sure that we find those that have something to say or that need to be heard or that need to be celebrated for what they're doing. And so let's take this opportunity to do that. So as we try and keep our head above water, with a quote from Chadwick Boseman. When I stand before God at the end of my life, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me.
Show notes, including links to everything I spoke about, can be found at drawinginspiration.fm slash 36. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to my newsletter on the website and share the podcast with someone you know. You can find links to the Patreon for the show and all my social media accounts at drawinginspiration.fm, including my Instagram, which is Mike underscore Hendley, where I post all my art. Follow me or tag me so I can see what you've created recently. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Until next time, be kind to one another and keep drawing. Theme music for this podcast is Acid Jazz provided by Kevin McLeod.